Today, I want to illuminate something that I think often stays in the dark. By the way, I'm Pastor Adam. I'm one of the pastors here at New Hope. If this isn't your church, we are really glad to have you in our house for a minute. I'm going to illuminate something today. I hope I illuminate something today that I think often stays in the dark. It's a, a tactic that the devil does, lies. Boy, is he good at it. And uh, I'm going to start out today by lying to you a whole bunch with a magic trick. You ever, did you, I, I used to be like into magic tricks and like illusions and stuff, and, and my parents got me like for Christmas a, a magic book. And one of the first rules of magic that I learned is that magic is just lying. That's all you're really doing. One of my favorite magic tricks when I was little was it consisted of just, um, just simple, you pull out some coins from your pocket, and, uh, and, and you pull out a quarter, and then you do whatever you want with the quarter, but the deal was you weren't, all you did was just said you were going to pick up a quarter, but you don't. You just get good at it. So you're like, yeah, let me, let me go. I'll, get a, get a, I'll just get a dime right here. You don't, you don't take anything. It's just a lie. And you can do whatever you want. It's just a lie. If you believed it, then oh, it's all magical. So I'm, I have a lie I'm going to do for you guys. This is my, one of my favorite magic tricks. There's nothing magic about this. This is all lying. All of it is just lying and trickery, okay? It's just... It's just a trick. If you want me to show you how I do it afterwards, you can come up to me, and I will not tell you. Um, because then it's no longer fun. And I want to keep the fun. So, um, and this trick, oh, shoot, I forgot. I need, a, I need like a spot for my fox. Is there like a box or something? Is that, Adam, you got something underneath that chair? Is that, somebody left that, I think. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you for whoever did not clean up after church. Appreciate that. <laughs> Helps me. Okay. So, once upon a time, there was a chicken coop. This is Farmer John's chicken coop. And, um, and there was also a fox. And that fox... Uh, wait, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got that all wrong. This is the fox's house. That's the chicken coop. I, sorry, that's the chicken coop. So the fox left the front door, you can see it's, it's empty, you can see it's empty, and the fox left his house, doo -doo 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 -doo, and he was going to go get some chickens, because he was hungry, so he went to Farmer Ben's chicken coop, and Farmer Ben heard a squawk, and he squawk, and he squawk, and he grabbed his shotgun, he's like, I'm going to go get that, I'm going to go get that fox, and so Farmer Ben came running over. To the, to the, what was this? This is the chicken coop. He came running over to the chicken coop with a shotgun. And as he went in to get that fox, the sly fox went doo -doo 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 and he ran over back home to the fox's den. And there he be. Now, Farmer Ben, he's no idiot. He saw that fox running across to his house. So he's like, ha I'm going to go to the fox's den. And he went up to the front door of the fox's den. And he wasn't there. And he's like, well, okay, he's not there. Let me, let me, try, let me try the front door, or the back door. I'll go to the back door. He wasn't there. Can you believe it? So he's like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll try the front door again. And he wasn't there. I'll, 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 try, I'll, try, I'll try the back door again. And he wasn't there. 
at this point, there was a whole, whole crowd of people that had gathered around to try to help out the farmer. And Farmer Ben looked at all the crowd's people and said, what door should I open? And they said, both doors. Right, right. The front door and the back door. He said, what door should I open? And they said, together. Same time. time. Want to see both doors at the same, right. Nope, not there. (laughs) So he went back to the townspeople and he said, what door should I open? And they said, both both times. (laughs) Both doors at the same time and and show you. So, okay, so um, this door in the store? Like that? See, the fox, that's my favorite part. It's like the mic drop moment. If it wasn't attached to my ear, I would drop it right now. No, I wouldn't. I know how expensive those are. You see, Satan is just like a fox. And he will throw anything at you to make you think anything else except for the truth. Oh, there's the other one. You didn't know there was more than one mic mic drop moment, did you? (laughs) Satan will do whatever it takes to make you look someplace else to believe the lie, and he will lodge himself with that lie into your heart so deeply you won't even know it's a lie. Mm -hmm. Again, if you want to know how that works, don't bother asking. It won't. (laughs) Nope. Well, somebody knows how it works. Okay, don't tell them. Don't tell them. The name of that trick is called the sucker die box. I love the name of that trick. Because you know who the sucker is. It's you. All right, no more lying. I'm going to tell the truth from now on, okay? I just lied to you about 40 times. But now I'm going to tell you the truth. Satan will lie to you. And he does lie to you. You know he's, he's lying because he's talking. So answer this in your head. Are you, right now, are you believing a lie? Has the devil gotten you to believe a lie? Just think about this for a minute. Are you believing a lie? Some of you might have just said in your head, no. Let me challenge you. How do you know? The best anyone can say is, I don't think so. That's the best anyone can say. Because it's a lie. How are you supposed to know if it's the truth? Uh, like, like, you might be believing a lie and you don't even know it. That's like saying, like, it's the same thing. If I say, are you deceived? Well, nobody will say yes. But some people are deceived. The nature of deception is that you are deceived. So how do you know if you're deceived or not? Please, please, as I speak about lies, as we look at what the Bible says, can we please start with the assumption that we may have been duped? Satan will lie to anybody that listens. And boy, is he tricky. I just got all of you by telling you a dumb lie with a trick. Satan's had a whole lot more practice. And he used, boy, is he good at it. Boy, is he good at it. 
If you believe a lie, you're, you're, I mean, you're deceived. That's, that's what it is. And if you're deceived, you don't know it. That's the very nature of what it means to be deceived. Because of how tricky this is, it's Satan's prime tactic of, of attacking us. He wants to attack us. We know he wants to attack us. Ephesians 6.12 says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our battle is against Satan. We are at war. And I want us ready to fight in it. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. I love that the Bible has finally given me permission to look at you and say, On guard! (laughs) On guard! On guard, church! Satan is attacking. You are at war. So let's unpack lies. Can you let me do that? Can I unpack lies? here's Here's how it works. What God wants is for us to walk in freedom and truth. When you walk in freedom and truth, it solves so many problems. Once you're there and you're walking in freedom and truth and you see other people with a chip on their shoulder, it's like, wow, man, they need to get free. You see it. You see it. It solves so many problems when you can just walk in freedom and truth of who you are. If we live in truth, we're always going to be healthier. And here's what Satan wants. He wants to destroy what God's done any way he possibly can. God has done something great in everybody's life that's here. I know because you're here. Like, like, like you've gotten here anyway. So God's done something good. He took a step to come here. So that, that tells me that the truth is, is that Satan wants to destroy that. And he will do so however he can. Many problems facing Christians' lives today are because Satan is succeeding in particular, with lies. He's succeeding in destroying what God has done, in particular, with lies. See, Satan will use any strategy to mess up what God does. He'll use anything, he can, anything that'll work. But some work better than others. Like, let's say temptation. The devil will try to tempt us. Yes, he will do this. Sometimes it's successful. But when, when, when the Holy Spirit points out temptation and you're like, hey, that's, hey. Or when somebody else says, hey. It's easy to recognize that, God, that, that Satan is doing this. Like, yeah, oh, Satan is tempting me. And once you know that Satan's tempting you, you can tell him to buzz off. You, you, you can fight it. But lies, see, if you've believed a lie... And someone says, hey, that's not the truth. You ha- you'll argue back because you believed it. You believed the lie. It's become your truth. Right. And when a lie of the enemy becomes your truth, that's not a good place to be in. It's really hard. These deceptions are really hard to recognize. That's why it's Satan's favorite. Please leave the possibility open here that you've been duped. Satan will talk to anybody. Leave the possibility open here that you've been duped. 
Jesus taught us in John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus said, when he, or when the devil, when the devil lies, he speaks his native language, for he's a liar and the father of lies. It's his first language. It's how he talks. You know he's lying because he's talking. Satan is a very, 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 very good liar. And his most convincing lies are based on truth. Something that's believable. If it's not believable, you won't believe it. You know, I, for example, if you're in school and you're late for class and you don't want to get in trouble and you choose to lie, you would not think to say something like, I was abducted by aliens. <laughs> it's not believable. No teacher's going to believe that. I had a teacher tell me that if I want to get out of a tardy, I just walk up and say, and just go away. What are they going to do? I thought that was hilarious that a teacher told me that. I never tried it. I never tried it. Yeah, but that's believable. A lie that someone would believe is a believable lie. So when Satan lies, it's not unbelievable. It's believable. That's why it works. It's believable. It's based on a piece of truth. A piece of truth. In fact, your big lie, you may even believe a lie that at first you would think, if I tell you what the lie is, at first you may think, or God tells you, this is, this is your lie, you may start out thinking, that's unbelievable, but it's hiding behind a small believable one. Take Moses, for example. His big, huge, massive, unbelievable lie is found in Exodus 4.13. I'm going to give you, he, he believed in five lies, but his big one is Exodus 4.13. When God had called Moses, there was this argument between God and Moses, and, and God was like, Moses, I'm calling you to, to lead my people out of Egypt. And at, at the, the, final, the final blow was God, Moses looked at God and said, God, send someone else. I can't do it. I'm not participating. I'm not able to participate. Send somebody else. That's the big, huge lie. We, we know, I mean, Mo, Big Mo, he was the man. Was he able? Absolutely. We see what happened. He led God's people out of Egypt. Moses was able to do it. But he's, his big lie was, I can't. Lord, send someone else. And he believed five lies that were based on truth. Here's the first lie he believed. He believed that my past disqualified me. In Exodus chapter 2, verses 12 through 14, it tells the account where Moses killed a man. Did you know Moses was a murderer? That's why he ran away. So that, that was truth. Was Moses a murderer? Yes. My past must have disqualified me. No, Mo. It didn't. God still called. Moses believed this lie. I don't belong. Exodus 2.22. I don't belong. He believed that. He believed that. That's based on truth. Moses never really belonged. From the time he was a baby, he was not raised by his own people. From the time he was a baby, he was raised in a place that he didn't belong. Pharaoh's courts. 
That wasn't what made sense. That wasn't a home for him. And then when, after he murdered a man, he, he fled and he ran away. In fact, when he had his baby, he, he named his baby Foreigner, for I don't belong in this land. He believed the lie, I don't belong, I don't belong here. And it was believable because his whole life was characterized by not really having a, a place that was his. Up, his life up to that point. His life up to that point. Third lie Moses believed. I haven't got the background to do that. I don't have the right pedigree to do that. I don't have the right background to do that. Who am I? That's what the, the question Moses said back to God in Exodus 3.11. Who am I? Who am I to lead your people out? I don't have that background. Lie number four. And that, was, that was true. Moses had never led people out of anywhere. Who, who was he? Line number four. People will doubt me. I'm insecure about that. Exodus chapter three, verses 13 and 14. Boy, Moses was scared about what people would say. Is that truth? Yes. Yes, people doubted Moses. Read Exodus. People doubted Moses. There was some doubt on Moses. It was, it was based on truth. But there was a lie. People can't trust you. Well, they can. Whether other people believe the lies is a different story than if Moses believes it. And Moses was believing it. The fifth lie Moses was believed, believed was, I don't have that gift. If you, don't, you don't have the gift for the thing God called you to? Dumb mo. Something out of my control is limiting me. I don't speak well. I don't have that. I'm not, a, I'm not an orator. I've never used a microphone. We don't have bullhorns yet, God. Where am I going to plug in the sound system? I don't see what you see in me, God. I don't see that. Can't somebody else do it? And it's true. Moses was not a good speaker. See, there's truth in all these things. But they were lies with a speck of truth in it. It's why it was so easy for Moses to believe it. Because he wasn't, he wasn't all wrong. He, he didn't have a home up to that point in his life. But that didn't mean he didn't belong on this planet. That didn't mean he didn't belong in God's family, and it didn't mean that God didn't still have a calling for him. So in the story of Moses, and I'm, I'm not going deep into Moses because I think most of us have heard that story a few times, but in the story of Moses, we can see his deep insecurity. We see his fear. We see his discouragement. Does this sound like anybody you know? We see his depression. We see his anxiety. All of it was because he had believed lies. Because he agreed with the devil's lies. We are kids of the king. This is a believer's night. You're a believer. You're a child of the king. Why can Satan have any power over us? That doesn't make any sense. The power Satan has over us is when we agree with his lie. Amen. And I don't really see a part B. When we agree with the devil's lies, he can lie all he wants, but it's when I agree with it 
I become slave to it. This might be you, and you don't know it. Please leave the opportunity open. The possibility is there that you may have been duped. This might be you, and you don't know it. When we live by the truth that God says we will remove the power, the only power Satan has over us is when we agree with his lies. If you remove that, if you learn how to fight that, you can tell Satan to shove it. So here we go. How to overcome the lies of the enemy. I want to teach you how to do it. How to overcome the lies of the enemy. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be softened and we would be receptive to whatever you want to say. When you want, when you know, Lord, you, you, gosh, you know what is in our hearts. You know where we have agreed with a lie. So Lord, I pray And then in the next few minutes, you, by the power of your spirit, would illuminate it to us. And we won't ignore it. We would pay attention and deal with it. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anxiety, depression, fear, these things, whatever spiritual bondage, or maybe mental bondage, It's often connected, spiritually, it's always connected to a lie from the enemy. So here's step one. How to overcome the lies of the enemy. Step one, name the lie, speak the truth. You name the lie and you speak the truth. This is the hardest part because if you've believed the lie, you don't know it. You don't know it unless you slow down and ask God to show you if you've believed it. Like, you need God to help you figure out that you've been duped. It's kind of like this. If you, if you go to, an, anybody a farmer, you, you live out on an animal farm with animals, with animals. Okay, yeah, some people, yep. These people will go home and not smell anything. <laughs> the rest of us, if we go home with them, we're going to say, ooh. We're gonna smell a, we're gonna smell the stench of, of animal poo. <laughs> Maybe if they have bulls on their farm, you're gonna smell, you're gonna smell bull poo. That's what you'll smell. You're gonna smell bull poo. Do you know who won't smell the bull poo? The people that are living with the bull poo. When you live with bull poo, it just smells normal. But when, when you live away from the bull poo and you go near the bull poo, you don't say, oh, this is normal. You say, that's bull poo. <laughs> if you want the enemy's lie, and he's full of a bunch of bull poo. If you want the enemy's lie, the enemy's animal poo If you want the enemy's bull poo to smell like bull poo, you got to know what it smells like away from the enemy's bull poo. You need to be accustomed to truth. Let me just right now take a moment and say that I'm not (laughs) anti-farmers. I love you all, and I'm thankful. Go farmers. Thank you for letting me use you as an illustration. You have to know. You get what I'm saying. I'm trying to to say something funny, but you get it. 
If you want to know what the enemy's lies smells like, you got to know what the truth smells like. Then when you get near it, you go, not right. It's not right. You got to be engrossed in the truth. So let me talk for a moment about hearing and recognizing God's truth. Hearing and recognizing God's truth. God's voice is filled with the fruit of the Spirit, love, and light. You can recognize God's voice because of the way you feel when you, when you hear it. So I need to, if you're wondering, if maybe, if God, God, you have this idea in your head, you're not sure if this is the enemy speaking or if it's, or, or if it's God speaking, let me help you. I'm going give to you, give you some things. We have a chart we're going to put up. God's voice and Satan's voice. Okay, God's voice and Satan's voice. God's voice is for you. Satan's voice is against you. God's voice stills you. Satan's voice rushes you. How do you feel when you hear that? That, that voice, that, that thought in your head. How, how, do, how does that feel? Are you feel? Do you feel God's peace or do you feel rushed? God's voice comforts. Satan's voice upsets. This is a big one. God's voice convicts us. Amen. Satan's voice condemns us. That's kind of similar, isn't it? Satan's tricky. God's voice encourages us. Satan's voice discourages us. God's voice leads you. Satan's voice hinders you. Just leave this slide up right, right there. We're going to do a few of these. If you want to take a, take a picture of that screen, you might need it. This is a good tool for you to remember what's God's voice, what is Satan's voice. If you can snag a picture of that with your phone, it might be wise. We're going to put that up on for those worshiping with us online right now. This is how you know the difference between God's voice and Satan's voice. In fact, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to take a few moments and just reflect on, um, uh, allow God, a ch God, I'm going to give God a chance to, to speak to your heart and show you what the lies are. This might be really helpful. Being able to look back at this might be really helpful for you to uh, determine what's a, what's a lie and what's not. God's voice delights you. Satan's voice frustrates you. God's voice settles you. Satan's voice confuses you. God's voice helps you. Satan's troubles you. God's voice grows you. This doesn't feel comfortable. It must be the devil. Well, you don't grow when you're comfortable. It doesn't happen. God's voice will grow you. Satan's voice punish, punishes God's voice guides. Satan's voice allows chaos. Anything goes. That's the end of that slide. If you want to snag a picture, there you go. This is your chance. We'll just leave that up for a second. We need to be able to slow down from time to time to listen to the voices we're hearing in our mind and recognize if our self-talk like, like where it comes from. And this diagram can help us understand what God's voice sounds like and what Satan's voice sounds like. You've got to be in truth so you know what the lie smells like. All right, so step one is name the lie 
Speak the truth. This is such a big deal. It's the hardest part. It's the hardest step that I'm actually going to walk you through it. So, so here's a lie. Here's a lie. I'm having troubles. God doesn't love me. Well, that's kind of, that's a lie. That's a lie. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Is that for me? No, that's not for me. God's voice, we, it was just on one of the slides. God's voice is for me. Satan's voice is against me. God doesn't love me. That's, that, that can't be right. In fact, this is discouraging. God's voice encourages. That was on the slide. God's voice encourages. Satan's voice discourages me. So that's a lie. That's how I know. Because, because it doesn't line up with what God's voice sounds like. So I, I name the lie and I speak the truth. What's the truth? It's found in Scripture. 1 John 3, 1a. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Why would, God, why would I think God doesn't love me? I'm a child. I'm his child. Here's another one. The lie. What I did was too bad. Now, this one's easy to believe because what you did might have been bad. Right? You see, there's truth there. Like, like we're all sinners. We've all done bad things. But what I did was, was too bad. That's based on truth. What you did was bad, but the lie is just in the, the three-letter word, too. The truth is what I did was bad. So is this conviction? No. No, this is condemnation yeah. right here. Is this, is this voice leading me or is it hindering me? Is it for me or is it against me? What I did was too bad. That's, that's a hindering statement. That's a hindering voice. This is a lie. This is a lie. So I'm, I'm going I'm to name the lie and I'm going to speak the truth. The truth is 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. One more, one more. The lie. It's my life. I can do whatever I want. Okay, true, true. It seems like God would want me to be happy. I can do anything. I, I can do anything. I can sleep with anybody. I can live with anybody. I can, I can be with anybody. I can be anybody. Is that growing you? God's always going to grow you. No, that's not growing you. In fact, after you do whatever you feel like, will that leave you settled or will that leave you confused? That's going to leave you confused, right? So, so God's voice, Satan's voice, what do they sound like? Is this a guiding voice that comes from God or is this allowing chaos? Anything goes. Anything goes is chaos. That's the voice of Satan. This is a lie. This is a lie. The truth for Christians, the truth is here. You were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. In the context, this is talking about sex. Honor God with your bodies. Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants to be happy, so I'll just do anything. That's a lie. That's a lie, because I know what God's voice sounds like. I know the truth. So when I get around that lie, I go, that's bull poo. <laughs> Here's step two. Step one is, is you, you name the lie and you, you 
Speak the truth. Here's step two. Sever your agreement with the lie. Once you're aware that it's a lie, stop agreeing with it. It's that simple. Stop. And it's not that easy, but it's that simple. Being lied to is one thing. Believing it is the problem. Satan will never stop lying to you. Believing it's the problem. 2 Corinthians 10, uh, yeah, good, 10.5 says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive. Everybody say, take captive. captive. Every thought to make it obedience to Christ. I love that phrase, take captive. Like what, what imagery comes to mind? Can you imagine a, a wimp taking something captive? Like, like a wimp doesn't, a spiritual wimp doesn't captive anything. Maybe a snipe. Going to, okay, yeah. some of you have been snipe hunting. If you haven't, let me know. We got some snipes in the back of the church here. I'll take you hunting after church. If you're not laughing, just ask somebody who is and I'll fill you in after service. That was funny, but I don't know where I was going. Oh, shoot. It's been a long day. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up. Yeah, yeah, so, so take, we take captive our thoughts. Wimps don't take anything captive. Strong fighters take things captive. And here's the deal. When you're, when you're, when you're a Christian, you have the power of God in you. So you may feel like a wimp, but you ain't. The power of God's in you. So that power, that same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you, and you can take your thoughts captive. Oh, I can't control. They're your thoughts. They're your thoughts. They came out of your brain. Control yourself. Control your brain. Stop thinking that. Like, like seriously, say it out loud if you have to. Stop thinking that way. So much of our life, what is it, 98% or something? There's a really high percentage of our life that's lived here. They're your thoughts. Control them. Don't keep agreeing with the devil. Once you know what the lie is, don't agree with it. Sever it. In the name of Jesus, I sever the lie that I've been believing. I do not agree with it anymore. I see where it was. Step three. Replace the lie with the truth. Replace the lie with the truth. Bethany, where are you at? Would you stand up? Yeah, stand up. Bethany, right there. She's waving her hands nice and big. Yeah, she's, she's putting her hands under her armpit right now and lifting her. She's doing, no, like this. Yes, this is Bethany. Yes, thank you, Bethany. You can have a seat. You can see her after service. She has a, has a sheet. I've got uh, 75 of these printed out. It's a sample truth and lie list. This is a great worksheet for you to go over and do some journaling through that you may find helpful. Let me just read a couple. There's a column over here on the left that says lie, and then a column, a column in the middle that says truth, and then a scripture off to the side. So the lie is, I'm a loser. The truth, I'm a conqueror. The scripture, Romans 8.37. The lie, I'm ugly. Truth, I'm beautiful. Scripture, Song of Solomon 4.7. Lie, I'm a mistake. Truth, I'm wonderfully made. Scripture, Psalm 139, 14. It goes on like this for a page. This is a great activity for you to do, and I, I, I hope it benefits you and your um,
devotional life, but Bethany will be out there doing the chicken dance after service. You can give one. <laughs> she can give that to you. Everybody say, reject the lie. Reject the lie. Replace it with truth. Yeah, that's the trick. That's the trick. A lot of power there. And step four, pray for a supernaturally renewed mind. Mandy, can you come up and just kind of just woo, let's do some of that? <laughs> Extra points if it comes out of your mouth. Woo. <laughs> Thank you. Step four, pray for a supernaturally renewed mind. Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, these are the things you think about. Ephesians 4.23 says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. When I came in tonight, I was burdened with this unrealistic expectation of myself that I should help everyone figure out what the lie is that they've been believing. And I didn't know how to do that. And it was during worship today that, that God spoke to me and said, you can't do it. That's what I do. So I'm not going to try. My goal tonight was to set the stage for you to hear what God wants to say to you. Have you been believing a lie? I hope we're open. I've said it a few times. Let's leave ourselves open to the possibility that we've been duped. Is there a lie that Satan has been speaking to us? Uh, just a second, I'm going to leave, and Mandy's just going to play some, just do, do a couple chords, whatever you want to do. It's good. Maybe get ready in the next key, the, for the, maybe you already are, because like, we'll do for this straight into the next song. Um, yeah, sorry, we're, you're seeing worship set planning right now. Like, we're planning the worship service right now. Uh, I want to give you just a few minutes with this environment to reflect on what, uh, what God wants to say to your heart. So let me just pray for us. Lord, we know that anxiety, depression, fear, insecurity, often comes from an agreement with a lie. So Lord, we bring all of these things to you, our whole heart to you, and we ask you to speak to us. We love your truth, we hate the lies. So where the enemy has been working, I pray supernaturally that you would renew our thoughts and our minds. Supernaturally, would you re renew our attitudes and put your finger on the lie? so that we can reject it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just keep in this uh, attitude of prayer uh, for just a couple minutes and let God speak.